welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Gray. This week, we are talking about some kind of general, up-to-date, like, news topics, which is kind of a new one for us. Yeah, pretty rare. These are two things that actually, well, you'll see what I mean, but technically happened recently, kind of did and kind of did, but one of them definitely did. Right. The other ones have come to light recently. Yes. And yeah, we don't usually do this. Usually we pick a theme or we just have a certain, you know, person or character or story. But this time it's just kind of two, like basically linked stories. Right. Oh, yeah. More or less. Definitely linked. So there's a through line. Yeah. And these are this episode is thanks to Gray. He pretty regularly sends me links of just like weird shit as one would expect. Um, and yeah, sent me these two links recently and then we didn't really have a topic for this episode and we were like, Hey, why don't we just do those? I figured we don't normally, you know, have the opportunity to report on like not breaking news, but current news in the last month or so. So, Mm -hmm. um, having two pretty, like pretty big, news stories come out that are in our sphere of influence. Um, how could we, how could we overlook these two things? Especially you'll see as we start talking about them, why they're actually kind of super mind blowing and interesting. Yeah. They are both open to much speculation, which is great for us. And yeah, both, both things that could very easily be absolutely nothing or absolutely everything. (laughs) As with every topic we talk about. Yeah. Could could pretty much go either way. So we'll start off with um, an article from December 10th, 2020. That was five days ago. What? We like never do shit this recent ever. Usually we're talking about something that happened in like, you know, 1910 or something. Right. Um, yeah, this was an article on the Jerusalem Post which I did a tiny bit of digging into the Jerusalem post just because I always get curious about news sources. Right. What'd you find? Um, not a ton really, but, um, it's an English language daily newspaper based in, can you guess? Jerusalem. Whoa. Israel founded by Ukrainian born American immigrant to Palestine. Gershon Agron in 1932, originally published as the Palestine post. Am I saying Palestine, right? Yeah. Is it Palestine? I don't know. Okay. No, it's definitely not Palestine. Okay. <laughs> um, and its name changed to the Jerusalem Post in 1950. Um, it changed hands several times. There was some like sketchy stuff. Again, you know I'm guilty of like accidentally diving into things that aren't actually related to the post. So like I almost dove right. into the history of like one of the people that ended up owning it for a while and like he had so he was pardoned by Trump recently. It doesn't matter. Sick. <clears throat> um So currently owned by Eli Azur, an Israeli businessman through a Tel Aviv-based media company. Um, Mediabiasfactcheck.com rates it as a center-slash-right-leaning publication that is mostly factual. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think there's a single, like, newspaper out there or, like, news source out there that's not corrupt on some level. So. Yeah. And probably nothing out there that hasn't... That... Yeah, hasn't had some not totally factual articles. Interesting to read that it was leaning a little bit more right of center, but not right. crazily so. Um, cool. But anyways, the more interesting stuff is the article talked about 87-year-old Chaim Eshed. Eshed? Ugh. <laughs> I don't Close know. Oh, we're terrible with names. You, If you're listening you're right. to this, you know it. And we mean no disrespect. We just don't. It's one of those things, you know, you like finally hear a word said out loud when you're like in your thirties and you realize <laughs> that you've been saying it wrong in your brain this whole time. That's yep. how I feel most of the time that I pronounce names. It's like you're right. saying it in your head in a certain way. And then when you say it out loud, you're like, Oh shit. Oh God. What have uh, I done? Yeah. Um, so Hayam is a retired Israeli officer and current professor who says that Israel and the U S have been dealing with aliens for years and that the U.S. had signed a secret agreement with them in order to do experiments on Earth. What? This is not a plot. Well, it is a plot to the X-Files, but we are talking about <laughs> real life here. Yeah, that's as soon as I saw the experiment part, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, that's where they got it from. This is some X-Files shit. 
Um, yeah. Did the X-Files get it from real life or did real life get it from the X-Files? X-Files theme plays. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to have to Nate, get it. You got to put that in there. <laughs> we'll fix oh, it in God. post. Uh, you, and you know the part I'm talking about, just like the... Oh, yeah. So, Chaim served as the head of Israel's space program for nearly 30 years and is a three-time recipient of the Israel Security Award. Um, so, okay, I want to clear something minorly up. So we talk a lot about more credible sources on the show, and right. I was very surprised to get a message a few weeks back from a listener who wanted to just clarify some things with us that, because we talk a lot specifically, in this case, we're talking about somebody who is, you know, sort of this high up security um, person, not necessarily police or anything like that. But we have often kind of made it seem as though like police and military are more trustworthy necessarily than the average person. And I think the person that was responding, who was great, by the way, and was not being critical or um, the message wasn't upsetting at all, except in the way that it made me worry that we might come across as very pro police or like pro establishment. Um, which I have to think that in many other ways we do not, but I wanted to clarify that we do not at all think that police or military are somehow above suspicion. If anything, quite the opposite. Um, really hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Like don't want to make it seem like those people are more trustworthy than the average person in, in every sense. Mostly what we are referring to is in a lot of cases, I think particularly military in these types of scenarios, like that they are trained in, um, you know, looking for suspicious things or they're used to scenarios like this where they're looking at kind of odd things and picking out things that are like, especially odd. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that they're like, whatever they say is just believable. Right there. It's the idea that they're being trained not only to like look for sketchy things, but also that, they're trained to think in such a way that they're cataloging what they're seeing so that they can relay it in a report. You know what I mean? So like Mm. when we're looking at things as a layman or whatever, we might just, the information kind of comes and goes out of our head without us making a note of it. Whereas there's a way of thinking where you're constantly cataloging things like, I don't know, looking at license plate numbers or remembering like the colors of people's clothing or what they looked like and, and making notes about that so that you can then say, oh, I saw this person wearing this outfit, looks like this, running at this speed in this direction, and be able to give like an accurate report because that is necessary in a military context and stuff. So that's kind of what I've always been thinking is is it's that way of it's that way of observing the world where you're also cataloging it while you're observing it. And I th- yeah. think yeah, that, like, that hopefully comes across. Yeah, a more active observer, if you will. Yes. Like I've mentioned on the show before how if somebody was following me, I probably wouldn't know it because I'm like really bad at that (laughs) exact thing where like I would see somebody and they would just like my brain is so busy with other things all the time that I just don't pay attention to that. Whereas, yeah, somebody trained in police or military may, may or may not, but I would expect them to be more trained in noticing people for better or for worse. Not at all saying that what they do is like, correct or moral or anything like that or that they are somehow better people um no no nope the person who messaged us actually had a good point that i hadn't that i had thought about but in this context i feel like we hadn't expressed as clearly which is um kind of we mentioned a lot about like oh they have a lot at stake in saying something about something weird that you know may get them fired or whatever um and this person had a good point that a lot of times police and military are sort of above that type of scrutiny in a way where they can do much worse things than say that they saw an alien. They could kill somebody in cold blood and keep their job. Um, Police officers killing people in cold blood. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) That doesn't sound never happens. That definitely doesn't happen like daily. Definitely not in 2020. I haven't heard anything about that in 2020. No, no. Like if that had happened, like we would have heard about, there'd be like protests and shit, right? Like there'd be like national protests that lasted for over 30 days in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. It'd be huge. Yeah. So just to clarify, we are very much not pro-police, very anti-police, if anything. And um, yeah, I feel like going forward, we will be a little bit more clear about that. And that is absolutely correct that they are 
above scrutiny in many things. So I probably should not say things like, oh, they would be worried about getting fired talking about aliens because they can literally choke a man to death on the street on video right. and keep their job. So, yes. but yeah, just FYI, what we're referring to more is that, yeah, they're trained to be active observers. So they might retain more information than we would. And I think oftentimes police and military do like at least personality wise in my observation have tended to be a little bit more um, logical in their thinking, I suppose, right. like, leaning more towards the logical rather than the fantastic. So my expectation right. would be you know, like sort of like you, you believe a skeptic a little bit more than like a hardcore believer because you and I would see something weird in the sky and just be like, fuck, like there's a UFO. 100% aliens. UFO. Yeah. Like no doubt. Like I'm instantly like, I see like a weird light in the sky at any point And I'm just like, yep. <laughs> Whereas shit. somebody with a more logical mind would be like, Oh, it's a plane or it's like literally anything else. Right. Um, so yeah. That was a long clarification, but yes. it's been weighing heavily on my mind since I got that message, which we appreciate very much and yes. always welcome any opportunity to clarify our stance on anything. Right. Anyways. Anyways. Point so. being with this guy is just, you know, he's not some rando. No. Um, he seems to know his shit too. Like looking at it, he was like a very integral part of the Israeli like space program. Yeah. Like he has seen a lot of things about space. He has a degree, a doctorate in aeronautical engineering. Um, he's like helped launch like a ton of like spy satellites and stuff and seems to just be a, a wicked, like unremarkable bureaucratic kind of military scientist dude. So it, it seems super out of character for him to come out with something so, and it's not even something like, oh, like I believe in UFOs or I believe in aliens or whatever, which is like kind of a more mainstream thought. Like, it's mm -hmm. kind of wild that he just flat out is like, nah, man, <laughs> like aliens exist. We've been in contact with them for like decades. We have a joint base on the moon with the aliens. Yeah. Donald, or not on the moon, but on Mars rather. On Mars, um, yeah. Donald Trump was going to reveal all of this, but like the alien overlords don't want him to, like, it's a very like long and elaborate like description of our relationship with these extraterrestrials. And it's, it's kind of mind blowing. I, I read this and I was like, wait, seriously. And then I read into this guy's background and I was like, this guy, seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I looked him up, I was like, okay, like let's see if maybe he's somebody who has said things like this before. Is this kind of part of his thing? Does this right. have anything to do with like why he's no longer the head of the space program? Like, is there <laughs> any connection here? But there was nothing. It was just like, yeah, like you said, like seemingly unremarkable dude saying this stuff. Um, yeah, he, there's a galactic federation, he says. Um, yep. Aliens wish to research and understand, quote, the fabric of the universe, which I mean, like, who doesn't? Come on. Right. We're all doing that. Right there with you. Um, and yeah, there's a secret underground base on Mars where there are both American and alien representatives. So, like, there's people from the United States and from Israel and aliens up there chilling together. Already. Already. And, um... Yeah, Trump knows, which that's like the one thing that I was like, because mm, so some people were like, oh, maybe this is why Trump created the Space Force as like the fifth yes. branch of the armed forces, which have you seen that show, the show Space Force? I have not. Oh, it's got Steve Carell in it. It's actually pretty great. Is um, it? Okay. Obviously highly satirical of the concept in general and it's hilarious, but right, it's a good show. Um, but the one thing that I that made me doubt this story was the fact that Trump has supposedly had this knowledge since before he went into office and that he didn't just immediately tweet about it. Exactly. That like, he is incapable of any kind of like keeping things under wraps unless I don't know, like maybe if he was threatened in some way, cause right that's all I can think of is that it would have to be a 100% self-serving reason for him not to reveal it. That like, I don't know him and his children will be kidnapped by the aliens or something, or they'll blow up fucking Trump tower. If he says something and he's like, no, not my tower. Yeah. That's all I can think of. Yeah. It would have to be something benefiting him that he wouldn't say something. So possible. Um, yeah, it just seems weird. Yeah, supposedly he 
was on the verge of disclosing their existence, but the Galactic Federation stopped him from doing so, saying essentially that they didn't want mass hysteria um, and they felt that humanity needed to, quote, evolve and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are, which I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not oh. sure about that, but um, I don't know, man. And it, I mean, I agree that we are not ready for that in any way. Although we've got a lot of conspiracy theorists like becoming mainstream right now is like a normal thing. So oh, yeah. maybe we're getting If people ready. can believe QAnon, people can believe fucking aliens are here and there's a conspiracy with our government and all of the governments of the world conspiring yeah. with the aliens. Oh yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is, it's going to come out. Trump's going to say something. Um, he was asked why he has chosen to reveal this information. Now he explained that the timing was simply due to how much the academic landscape has changed and how respected he is in academia. Quote, if I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Um, <laughs> right. Which begs the question, like, if Trump was on the verge of exposing it, but the Galactic Federation told him not to, then why is Hayam exposing it now if right. that's not what they wanted? I don't know. Maybe he's just like, fuck it. Like, I'm, I've am i lived a life. I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, murder me? Right. He's, he I mean, was born yeah. in 1933, so he's old as hell. He's 87. <laughs> He's old so, as hell. Like, he, like, no offense <laughs> to people who are 87, but, like, you are old and you are old if you don't give a fuck anymore and you don't care if the aliens murder you then why not reveal the the plot line to x-files existing in our world right now i mean he did say something in the interview about having nothing to lose so right right maybe he really is feeling that way he's just like you know what if this backfires then like oh well but at least you guys all know mm -hmm. yeah i don't know he Conveniently enough, um, you can find out more about this in his newest book, The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Chaim Ishid, which conveniently was just released in November. Interesting. Trying to so, that, so that is a motivation. That's a, that's a yeah. reason why he could make this all up. Yeah, that's a huge motivation, especially if what we're thinking is this does seem out of character for him. He has a book coming out, which, I mean, clearly does talk about this. So, you know, there's a little bit of that, like that seems odd in general, but I don't know. There's always, the, so the conspiracy theorist part of me, which don't even lie. Anybody listening, you all have conspiracy theory parts of you. It, it may not be the show. <laughs> yeah. Like it might not be the QAnon believing part, but you, oh, everybody has something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. The conspiracy theorist part of me is like, well, somebody, that high up in a security branch of the military dealing with scientists, like they do have access to that information. They are around people that would know that if it was true right. and would be talked about. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm sure a lot of people know about that are supposed to be kept under wraps that are supposed to be confidential that mm -hmm. do get leaked here and there, as we'll see in the next segment of the show. <laughs> Right. Um, not everything stays under wraps and I think for a lot of people higher up, like as long as they keep most of it under wraps and if a little bit gets out, like they can kind of just deflect and be like, whatever, that was just some stupid thing. It doesn't really mean anything. Then they can right. kind of keep people complacent of like, you kind of have people starting to be like, wait, what is that? And then you're just like, oh no, it's nothing. Don't worry. And they're like, oh, okay, well there's nothing more that couldn't have been anything serious. And then they just go back to what they were doing. So this... Hmm. I don't know. In that part of my brain could be that where he's like coming out and being like, dude, no, this is like happening. There's this federation like Trump knows about it. A lot of people know about it. And then people are just like, he's just doing that for a stupid book. Right. You know, he's just saying some shit and then nothing more comes of it. So people just forget about it. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, just thinking about it, like, you know, walking through all the steps in my head, a lot of it tracks that, you know, the idea that we've basically everything from, you know, Roswell onwards to all of, I mean, all of the, you know, ancient alien stuff, like the, the battle over Nuremberg where they're, they're like UFOs throughout history, basically. And into the modern era, people seeing UFOs, um, cattle mutilations, all the shit that happened at Skinwalker Ranch. It seems like there's almost like an overwhelming amount of evidence that there's like something going on. And I guess 
you know, there's those that believe it's either UFOs or there's those that believe it's secret government craft or whatever, but it seems like there's something going on and there's no way that if these things are, you know, flying places that people see them, the military and the governments around the world are going to be aware of them. And so I guess the question always becomes like, are they aware of them and they don't do anything about it because they're, they're, aircraft and they know about them and they're like, Oh yeah, they're just doing training exercises. Or is it something like this where it's like, Oh no, we know that we know what they are. They're UFOs from these extraterrestrial beings that we already have an agreement with. Like, is it not more of a thing because the government already knows about it? That makes more sense to me than like, Oh, we've looked into every single one of these UFO, you know, reports and they're all either made up or swamp gas or something like that. Like it doesn't, that doesn't hold up as well to me as there's a conspiracy and we already know about the aliens and we have a base with them on the moon. That makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. Like that's, that's like the world that we live in where that the most crazy explanation for this is the most logical in a way, because I feel like we've kind of come to that conclusion with some things before too, where we're like, Oh, if, yeah, if you boil it down to like, is it aliens or is it the government? Then like the best compromise is like, it's both. Right. Exactly. Like, the government has conspired with the aliens for whatever reason that they have, even if it's just literally that they're aware of their existence and they're like, they both have some type of agreement that benefits the other. And so the government is just kind of, again, like sweeping the alien existence under the rug of like, Oh, you guys don't need to worry about this. Right. Like we've got this handled. And like you said, not that it's like, Oh no, none of those things are aliens. It's just, they know that a lot of them are. And they're just like, eh, don't, don't worry about it. Right. (laughs) We got this handled. (laughs) Yeah. So everything is now aliens and government together. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't, I mean, the idea that there are extraterrestrials out there who have made contact with humans and the leaders of the United States, this is not a new concept. This goes all the way back to Eisenhower. Um, I mean, really it goes back to Truman. Like it goes back to the, the, the first, okay. I'm gonna lay out a timeline here (laughs) of, how this whole galactic federation thing and like the cooperation with the aliens supposedly played out. So 1945, you have the Trinity explosion. They're the Trinity nuclear test. The first man-made nuclear explosion in history, maybe probably that we, that the the accepted first nuclear test by humans. So that's 1945. Um, also in 1945, you have the two explosions in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki sets off a whole wave of testing. So Right around that time, um, in 1947, same year as Roswell happens, uh, you have Truman supposedly formed Majestic 12. Have we talked about Majestic 12 on here yet? No, we have not. I, we might have mentioned it in passing or not, but Majestic 12, basically, well, we, this deserves its whole episode, its own episode, but supposedly a government organization that would investigate um, you know, claims of UFOs. Um, supposedly they're the ones who helped recover the, um, the alien corpses from Roswell. Um, and it kind of morphed into what became like project blue book and a lot of the sort of like government UFO alien related government programs. Um, so Truman forms Majestic 12 in 1947. Um, Dwight D Eisenhower is the president after Truman so supposedly, okay, this is where shit gets wild. In <laughs> yes. 1954, um, Eisenhower was on vacation in Palm Springs in, that's in California, right? Was that? Palm Springs. Is Palm Springs in California? I think it's in California and Florida. It must be the Am California I thinking that correctly? One. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Anyways. He's in Palm Springs. Uh, so Eisenhower is on vacation in Palm Springs, um, playing golf as presidents do. Um, mm-hmm. so in 1954, he all of a sudden makes an unscheduled departure from the ranch where he's staying. And, um, we don't know what happened after dinner that night. So from after dinner until he goes to a church service in the morning, we have no idea what happened. So, the official tale is that he chipped his tooth while eating a um, chicken, like a chicken wing. He chipped his tooth on a chicken bone 
at dinner. And so he was flown somewhere to have emergency dental surgery. The conspiracy theorists though, say that what really happened was he was contact or the U S government was contacted by an alien civilization and he was flown to have a meeting with these extraterrestrials. And that's why he went to church the next morning because he was like, holy shit, what the hell did I just, what did I just witness? So supposedly he went to an air force base where he met with a couple of, um, Nordics, which for anyone listening, there's a, there's a whole taxonomy of aliens, which we'll have to do at some point, a whole Mm. talk about that. Yeah. But so the Nordics are called Nordics because they appear to be like Nordic humans. They're like tall, muscular, blonde hair, blue eyed aliens that communicate telepathically. Okay. So Eisenhower meets with this group of Nordics and they have telepathic communication and basically what was discussed was that the Nordics were like, yo, we know you have nuclear weapons. We know that you want new technology. We're willing to share our technology with you, but you have to give up your nuclear weapons and abandon your nuclear program because something about detonating nuclear weapons affects the space time continuum. And we don't understand how that happens, but the Nordics do or the alien races do. And so um, we were too warlike with our nuclear weapons. And so they basically said, we'll share this amazing technology with you if you give up your nukes. Damn. Eisenhower said no. (laughs) Which (laughs) is like fucking classic Americans. Classic. He he said, no, I need my nukes because of Russia and whatnot. um, And basically told them to fuck off. So then... Supposedly, a couple years later, um, Eisenhower ended up meeting with the Greys, as in the race of aliens, the Greys. Mm-hmm. And that's who he signed an actual like non-aggression pact with or signed some kind of treaty with was the Greys specifically. Um, and the agreement was basically they would share their technology with us if they were allowed to continue experiments on humans and um, animals on the earth and basically Damn. they could collect as many samples from uh, animals as they wanted and they could abduct as many humans as they wanted as long as they didn't harm the humans Jesus so if you if you believe this line of questioning which I'm sure many of us do that would mean we've known about the presence of aliens since at least um, the 1950s and we've had an agreement with them since the 1950s and so that's plenty of time for us to have built, say, a joint um, based on the on Mars and time to have, you know, I'm sure initially what the United States was probably the first ones to sign the pact with the aliens. But I mean, now it's supposedly Israel, Canada, um, the whole Galactic Federation thing is like something that keeps coming up in like u- ufology and just sort of the general culture around all of this, like the idea of there being the sort of, you know, cause there's many races of aliens. They have to have some kind of version of the United nations. And right. basically we have just been assimilated into that, you know, United nations, galactic federation, whatever you want to call it. What I'm unclear on though, does each human country get their own representative or is there one representative for earth? Hmm. That's the question. It's a good question. Who would be I mean, our not Earth the only representative? Question. Man. It's interesting. Who would you want to like stand for all of us? <sighs> That's a great question. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I was not. I like wasn't even prepared to think it. I'm like, oh shit. Like I wish I had an answer. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. Dang. Like who? Yeah. You know what? People listening, please give us your ideas. If you could choose one person on earth to represent all of earth and you can take that in the positive way or the negative way. He like, who would you like to embody the ideals of earth? And then who do you think actually most like accurately represents them? Either way you want to interpret that. I feel like, I feel like the real answer of who would be the most representative of humans would be fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, that's not really surprising. Like, I feel like who I'd want it to be would be like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. 
Oh, like if I just answer. had to pick someone like off the top of my head. <laughs> like I wish I wish the rock represented us. <laughs> oh man. Why does that uh, make so much sense? I don't know, because he's the greatest. He seems like, like a genuinely nice person. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. I wish that more of us embodied what Dwayne the Rock Johnson is about. It's instead of WWJD bracelets, they should be WWD. <laughs> <laughs> D-T-R-J-D What yes. would Dwayne The Rock Johnson do? I'm going to make you that now for Christmas <laughs> Please do It's going to be great uh, So Anyways, wow <clears throat> Yeah So that's that's basically that And so that would make sense uh, Yeah, we really need to go more into that story about Eisenhower now But um, Isn't that wild? In, in a different episode because that is wild Um, Yeah, so that kind of ties nicely into, so we got Galactic Federation, we've got aliens not only existing, but being known by the U.S. and covered up by the people in the highest positions of power, kind yep. of leads us into um, our second half of topics here, which is that there was a specific photo that was made unclassified. Um, that has been circulating among U.S. intelligence agencies that shows what appears to be... Um, so the Pentagon's term for un- unidentified flying objects is unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, hmm. So rather than UFO, it's UAP, which has way less of a ring to it, if you ask me. But Yes. Disappointing. Um, so yeah, actual photograph. You can look it up. Just look up Pentagon UFO photo or UAP photo. Um oh, yeah. Weirdly enough, it's been described by U.S. officials as silver and, quote, cube-shaped, although the picture that I saw did not really look like yeah. what I would call a cube. In what fucking universe is that a cube? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it's if you're listening and you look, you'll know. It's, yeah, it's just not a cube at all. It's like... No. No. Um, so, like we were saying, this particular half, like... So, the photo dates back to 2018, but this has only been recently released, essentially. Um it materialized in an intelligence report from the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, uh, the Department of Defense's official unit that investigates UAP sightings. <clears throat> so the UAPTF was just announced in August of this year, actually. Its mission is to, quote, detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. So, which kind of segs nicely into our... Um, typical reminder, I think, in these episodes that as much as when I hear UFO or unidentified flying anything, our brain goes right to aliens. But obviously for these task forces, typically the goal is that they're trying to see if there's, you know, any type of activity happening from other countries that may be trying to spy on us or like commit acts of aggression or anything like that. So obviously more national security in that sense than us looking out for aliens, but right. still exciting. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's just cool that there's like a whole thing for that, even though they are mostly looking for like military aircraft and things like that. But um, yeah, it was Which in June this year. They're taking it seriously. Like that's not, well, they're, right. they're not just like, Oh, this is patently ridiculous. Like they're like, wait, why would the government throw money at something that doesn't, you know, that's useless. The government would never do that. Right, exactly. Like, and they, you know, again, most of the stuff that they're finding either is something explainable, like something from the United States, or maybe somebody coming here from another country that is potentially like a terrorist threat in some way. Um, but there are things that are just end up being unexplained. Um, it was in June of this year, the intelligence committee voted to require United States intelligence community and the department of defense to publicly track and analyze data collected on unexplained aerial vehicles. And during the Senate hearing, uh, Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Senator from Florida. Um, yeah, kind of a dick hole requested the release of video footage of such, including this very Pentagon UFO photo, as well as some videos that we'll talk about. Um, so this task force is the first on the books government UFO program since there was a 2000s era unit called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Um, but they lost their funding and were disbanded in 2012. 
but there was an article on popular mechanics, which is a magazine about popular science and technology. Um, they mentioned that they had multiple sources confirm that the unit remained active in secrecy after its shuttering. Classic. Again, like classic X-Files shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. so yeah, this particular photo was encountered by a military pilot who was flying over the Atlantic ocean on the East coast in 2018. Um, she captured it with her personal cell phone. So, and yeah, it's been described as quote inverted and quote bell shaped again, not cube. Um, definitely not a cube and has quote ridges or other protrusions along its lateral edges extending toward its base. So very, the picture is very like odd shaped. It's definitely not. Yeah. I don't know. Not a more typical shape that you think of for a UFO, but it looks very strange. And again, has yet to be explained as to what it could be. Um, it's interesting that, that they use the phrase bell shaped because, um, you know, not to give too much away, but there's a, there's a topic that I am currently researching called the bell, which is a bell shaped UFO and looks a lot like that upside down. Oh shit. So, well, just saying how fascinating. Did not expect that to come up. No, it, there it is. It's, um, yeah, there's been some theories about it. They thought it could possibly be a, I'm not sure how to say this word, a GPS drop sound. Is that the right way to say that? I think so. Okay. It's a, a sensor on a parachute that provides info on the vertical profile of a storm. Um, but it was confirmed with a, an atmospheric researcher that the actual drop sound doesn't appear in a photo, just the square cone parachute. Um, And there would have to be an aircraft above the object to drop it. And there's none in the photograph and the pilot did not see any aircraft. Um, Right. So that's unlikely. It was also thought to be a research balloon, but two defense officials said, quote, pilots who encountered the object described that unlike a balloon under similar conditions, the object was completely motionless and seemingly unaffected by ambient air currents, which those characteristics are commonly said about UFOs. That is like kind of uh, that. That'd be super unsettling to see something just hovering like rock steady. Yeah, like that high above the clouds, like that plane that you saw years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about this on here? I don't know, but I guess now's a better time than any. I feel um, like we must have. I mean, so I w- we were driving in downtown Portland. We were on Commercial Street, which anybody who's ever been to Portland, Maine, Commercial Street is this long street that runs parallel to the harbor and this plane was coming in the way that our airport is in Portland. The planes kind of like go around the city and then curve into the airport. And for whatever reason, the way that this plane was coming in, it was like, you know, pretty big in our field of vision looking out the, um, the, uh, windshield. And it looked I don't know if it was the way that the car was moving in conjunction with the way that the plane was moving or whatever, but I swear to God, the plane came to a dead stop mm. in the middle, in, in, in the air. And as you know, as cause you were in the car with me, I freaked out cause yeah, I was like, what freaked. the fuck? It was really unsettling cause it, it was moving and I saw it, you know, it's like a plane banking to come in to turn into a, an airport. And then all of a sudden it comes to a dead stop and it's hovering over Casco Bay and like kept doing it. You know, like the, whatever the visual phenomenon that was happening did not just go away instantly. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that. (laughs) Whether it it was was a UFO, I don't know. It was hilarious. Cause I remember I could kind of see it because I was the one driving and so I couldn't like stare at it like Gray was, but I just remember like, you know, we were in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden, yeah, Gray was just like, what the fuck? Like freaked out (laughs) and was like, that plane's just fucking floating there. And I'm like panicking, like what? Like trying to see it and you know, I could kind of like peek over here and there, but like, because I couldn't stare at it, I couldn't really, like, I could tell that it wasn't moving quickly, but I couldn't focus my eyes on it long enough to like really see that it was, and I believed you, but I just remember you like losing your shit. And we talked about that like yeah. forever after that. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. what the hell was that? It's unsettling. So, it's unsettling. And that has definitely been said about um, other UFO sightings is kind of like we talked about it with Skinwalker Ranch as far as the 
crafts having the capability of doing things that like regular aircraft doesn't have the capability of doing at least not nothing that we know of, um, which again can leave it open to either being alien technology or just military technology that either nobody knows about or that very, very few know about. So um, it might appear to be something crazy to some random Navy pilot, but maybe there are people in the military who do know about the technology. So right. It can go either way. Um, so in addition to the photo in April of this year, the U S Navy officially released three previously leaked videos taken by Navy pilots um, that again show unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, the service said the footage should never have been released to the public in the first place. They were eventually released by the Pentagon in order to quote, clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos. Um, so again, you can find these online pretty easily. I literally just searched for them on YouTube. Um, they are flir.mp4 is one of them. There is <laughs> gofast.wmv and then there is gimbal, g-i-m-b-a-l.wmv. Um, yeah. So obviously I watched them. I'm sure you watched them. Oh yeah. Um, I had seen several of them already actually. Yeah. So I don't know. FLIR, F-L-I-R is... The first one. So this one was the footage was taken in November 2004 by a Navy or Navy fighter pilots about 100 miles off the coast of San Diego. Um, this one, the video itself is not really much as far as I was concerned. It really, I mean, this is thermal imaging, not like some fancy HD camera. It's not meant to capture high quality video like this. So it's right. not surprising. Um, right. But it really just looked like a black smudge moving around. Yeah, it was kind of underwhelming. Um, mm. It's kind of one of those things where the most unique part about it is that other people that we've talked about who were trained observers were confused by it. Right. Yeah, um, it was visually observed by at least three Navy aircraft and six air crew, including a squadron commander, plus radar data from several aircraft. So it definitely is compelling as far as that goes, but the video itself, seeing it, you're not like, holy shit, like crazy ufo footage you're just like oh that right. could be anything um so then the other two videos are way funner um so they were both taken in january 2015 by pilots on a fighter jet off the east coast um and then so the second one so that's go fast and then gimbal is the same unidentified object um viewed from a different encounter basically um, right different aircraft. So go fast is really fun. The pilots are like struggling to capture the moving target. And then like, they start like whooping and laughing when they do like, got it. Yeah. Um, cause whatever it is, it's fucking cruising. Oh yeah. Um, like that is not just like some regular ass plane. No, it, it looks like it's over the water. I'm unsure. It said it was taken off the East coast. So I imagine they could have easily been over the ocean. Um, yeah, it's just, it's cruising along. And then the gimbal video is easily the best one. Um, you can kind of see more of the shape of the object, which to me looked kind of like the classic like disc shape with like the rounded part on the top and the bottom, like in the center. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, the pilots in that video, one mentions it like shit that's flying against the wind, which he said was 120 miles per hour. And then later in the video, it actually rotates like, while flying. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It, that's the one, like, again, it's just like me looking at that as a layman. I'm like, that looks unnatural and like a, a classic UFO. And, yeah. but then like the logical part of my brain is like, yeah, but like, I'm also, I don't, I don't know shit about planes. I don't know shit about like military technology really. So I don't know like what that could possibly be, but the fact that this would be released as as an unidentified video that it's like the fucking Pentagon is unable to identify what is on this video and are willing to like release it and let people know that this is something that even they couldn't figure out to me feels significant that it really is something that is out of 
the realm of human engineered things because if they if they if the pentagon even had the inkling that this was i don't know like a like a russian um like a russian secret spy plane or some kind of human made military object which is what it would have to be they would not release it they right. would just bury it or they would find a way to like i guess maybe saying that it's a ufo would be a good way of burying it in plain sight yeah hmm. that too like it is it's like them being released feels very legitimate, but then also like, so yeah, in September of last year, the Navy admitted the clips were legitimate, um, that the quote aerial phenomena observed in the videos remain characterized as unidentified. Um, but again, reporting by popular mechanics suggests that there is more to the story. They claim that they interviewed several witnesses to both the go fast and gimbal sighting who said that they, um, they did see a longer, better video of the encounter than the one released. One claimed that he quote, definitely saw a video that was roughly eight to 10 minutes long and a lot more clear. So hmm. it's like what we were kind of saying before about the fact that there could be things that the Pentagon or anybody is like, yeah, here's some UFO videos, like totally. And it's just this quick, each of those videos is like maybe a minute a piece, right? Like right. slightly more, like no more than two minutes a piece. Um, so these are really quick, which doesn't even make logical sense as to like, if there were pilots in this plane seeing, I mean, clearly the gimbal one is the most obvious where the pilots are like freaking out. Like what the, like totally perplexed by this thing. Oh, I yeah. don't understand why, if that were the case, like why would they only take a minute long video? I highly right. doubt that that's all there is. So no, um, sort of like putting enough out there. So people, people like us are going to be like, holy shit but probably a lot of average people are just going to be like, Oh, they're going to see the headline in passing and not really think much about it. And it's not compelling enough to draw in somebody who is a complete skeptic, but right. it's like enough to keep people like us going, but there's never like so much evidence that you're like, yes, this is like without a doubt, something insane. You're just like, Oh yeah. Like that, that could be something crazy or it could be nothing. But the fact that they're putting it out there kind of, makes them seem less suspicious in a way. Cause they're like, yeah, totally, you guys can look at this. Like it's see, it's like nothing. And, but they've actually got more hidden away. And then you wonder like, why wouldn't they release the whole thing? Unless there's something so convincing and so like, I don't know, bulletproof that you couldn't be like, Oh, that, that could be anything. Right. Exactly. So like it's just like enough more. to throw fuel on the fire for like conspiracy theorists, but not enough to actually prove anything. And they're also, you know, potentially um, releasing this video on their terms and in a way that they can control. Yeah. So take the, I guess, take these with a grain of salt, but I don't know. They just feel, they feel different to me than a lot of the other, like, if you, I mean, if you Google UFO video on YouTube, I see like 10 a day for on Reddit because of <laughs> yeah. all the subreddits I follow. And none of them are that like striking to me and none of them feel, um, I don't know. None of them feel like unfakeable to me. And these ones feel different. And maybe it's because of the provenance of them coming from the Pentagon or being at least commented upon by the Pentagon. But I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't know. It feels like, um, what we talked about in the Denver international airport episode about, like, yeah, when you release the info and you put some things out there, you do kind of control the narrative more exactly. than you would if you tried to hide everything. So right. Denver International Airport, even the airport itself, like poking fun at the fact that like, haha, there's lizard people here and shit. Like, yeah, yeah there's like hidden passageways. They're making it enough of a joke that a majority of people are going to be like, yeah, that's so fucking stupid. But like, you know, right. oh, I'll take like an Instagram photo while I'm here. Because, you know, it's like this weird spooky airport. But, yeah, it's enough to, like, prod those of us who were like, there's something fucking weird going on, but there's just not enough. So, like, if you tell anybody that, they're like, come on, like, you're basing that off of, like, these stupid stories or, like, you're basing that off of this one-minute video that could be anything. And you're like, damn it, like, I know there's more to this that right. they're not showing us. But the fact that they showed us anything is going to make a lot of people be like, well, like, the Pentagon put it out there and said they didn't know what it was. So, like, you know that's that's something they're like being transparent it's like fuck they're not being transparent right 
So hmm. yeah, it, it definitely, like I said, the length of the videos alone makes me know that that's not all there is. Cause there's just no way that pilots seeing those, that those aircraft and clearly like vocally expressing their confusion and their like disbelief at seeing it would not take a quick one minute video and then be done. They just wouldn't. Right. No, God, no. There's I'd no be way. videotaping for like an hour. Yeah. So you know that there's more. And if anything, most likely something more damning was seen in the later part of that video. But like they roughed it up a little bit, released a minute and they're just like, here you go. And that's all we're ever going to get unless something crazy gets leaked. And even that things get leaked and it's so easy to be like, oh, that was faked. That was whatever that person's just like doing it to get attention or trying to get money or whatever. It's just nothing. No, the truth is never going to be out there because Ew. of shit like that. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> We're going to find it with a twice a month podcast. Right. <laughs> that's what the government's really afraid of. It's us. Yeah. I know. Like that's why every time we're like, Oh shit. Like, should we be talking about this thing? Like they're going to come and get us. I'm like, Oh no, they don't, they don't no. listen to unknowable. No, they do not. They should. They should. Um, so yeah, that's our, our kind of cool, like recent, recent topic episode, which is so new should not be new. We're like really bad at, we're both terrible at remembering stuff and like staying on top of things. So us actually getting our shit together for like, an episode about things that happened this month is pretty wild actually that we right. even pulled this off. Right. It's um, the blind leading the blind here at Unknowable. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, we would love to hear your theories. If you're listening, what do you think of that dude saying that we've got a galactic federation? Right. What do you think about the, the photo, the videos? Do you think they're legit? Do you think there's more? What do you, do you have a completely rational explanation? We would love to hear anything. You're wrong, but we're, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell us it's a bird. Yeah, it's not we'll, a fucking bird. And it's we'll also not a cube. You. Try not to tell me that's a cube. Yeah, don't tell me it's a cube either. I'll block your ass. I am um, familiar with shit. Get it, you'll block. Block them. <laughs> oh, block. yeah. Anyways. I will cube you. So all, all I'll say is keep your ears peeled for our next episode, which is super special for reasons that we can't tell you. But... Somebody's going to be really pumped when they hear it. Oh, yeah. We're going to be that vague about it. I sure as hell would be pumped. I would be pumped. Um, It's going to be awesome. It's also a topic that we have been wanting to dive into for a while, and it's going to be a really fun topic to sort of scratch the surface of, if you will, because it's a a broad enough topic that I don't think we're going to be able to truly encompass all of it, but we're going to do our best to talk about something that is very cool to us talk about a lot yep so yeah this is this week's episode of unknowable unknowable love you